0: Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to fruit snacks.
1: <laughs> I don't feel
0: like I can do that without.
1: You have to do the
0: hand, the little hand.
1: I can do that. I yeah. It's little. You can't. The little you can't make That they don't. Fuck. <laughs> 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 <You talk. laughs> But you know about that.
0: <coughs> Nothing, but Brian knows everything. Oh my gosh,
1: he surely does.
0: Speaking of that bitch, she's not here this week.
1: Thank God. But
0: I do have another bitch here. And her name starts with a B as well. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, the incomparable hey. <laughs> Miss Bailey Carlson. Oh, hello. <laughs> um, funny, quick background story on incomparable. <clears throat> so Bailey and I first met on... Uh, our first cruise contract back mm. five years ago. Are you jumping
1: the gun? Five
0: and a half years ago. Uh, like a little bit.
1: Okay.
0: Um, so we met five and a half years ago wow. in rehearsals. Okay. And Bailey was our lead singer. HBIC had bitch in charge. <laughs> and uh, every night that we would go on stage when she was introduced, she was the incomparable. Miss Bailey Carlson.
1: I hate that.
0: I had never heard that word, let alone heard it more than I did that contract.
1: I hate that word. Of course, but people like, are,
0: are com- comparable. But, what, but when you're famous, <clears throat> that is going to be attached to you forever.
1: It better don't.
0: I'm going to absolutely. It sure. better don't be. I'm I absolutely hate that. going to make sure the world knows you but as being okay, the reason why. Miss Bailey Carlson. Oh
1: my God. <clears throat> I hate it. Your future
0: it. husband better know you're always going to be the incomparable <laughs> Miss Bailey Carl. Well, I told
1: that. I've told all my boyfriends that I am the Beyonce of Home in America line. True. True.
0: True. True. Um <laughs> That's great. But I mean like I don't think I don't think Mrs. would work as well. The incomparable Mrs. Bailey No, I don't like Not it. Miss Miss Bailey Carl. Disease. M-Y-Z-Z. Ms. <sighs> Ms. Bailey Carlson. Ms. Bailey
1: Carlson.
0: Yeah, and then the audience would erupt. By the audience, I mean, all three people who were still awake.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and on that it's note... Funny,
1: it's true. Welcome to... Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm not sure I forgot. Okay, wait. I totally jumped the I did.
1: You did it. I was like jumping.
0: Oh, that was a good one. <gasps> oh. Damn. I need to get my
1: palate you... going right off.
0: Okay, I'll let you do it for the... Mm. What we're about <gasps> to do. Mm-hmm. So... Hey everybody, I'm Shane.
1: Hi, I'm Bailey.
0: And you are listening to Fruit, Fruit Snakes!
1: Snakes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what your tongue pop sounds like? Do you remember those like <laughs>
1: the circular
0: rubble uh rubble those circular rubber things that you would like push down yeah. on the countertop the rubbery
1: yeah yeah they, they have like, like a they look like a marble swirl yes
0: and then they would like pop up in yeah. the air that's what your tongue pop sounds like Eww. like a cute little light
1: like... I got gum <laughs> in my mouth now <laughs> I can't get the suction yes but oh, well, where's yours
0: my tongue pop yeah I did it
1: oh okay well, so you're not gonna double dip <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love double dipping first mm, of all why don't you oh Oh, did you hear that that I was sing. so bad yeah
1: it was bad it's like it I? might have
0: to be spontaneously that i do it
1: yeah i noticed that i was starting to do it while oh. i would sing and it was bad
0: i've lost my voice
1: <laughs> oh no ariel oh. there we go neil she back she like back She ready. moves she ready
0: and on that note should we jump into the fruit roll up
1: mm, roll it bitch
0: Okay, so you guys have a little context on how we know each other, and it's just from cruise contracts. But to get a little more in-depth in that, Bailey and I were a part of what we have referred to on this, well, in real life, IRL, but also on this podcast as The Coven.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which consisted of
1: it. which
0: consisted <laughs> of Bailey, myself, our friend Bernard, and just some Australian slut I was sleeping with named Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we Jenny. love you, <laughs> Come on,
1: Kangaroo um, Jack.
0: She listens every week, so. Them That's really a little shout out.
1: Those calves. Yeah,
0: our girl, her calves are wild. They're oh out of control.
1: God. You um, can kill a kangaroo with those calves.
0: He has. <laughs> yes, told me. He has. Well, he's from Australia, so yeah, he's quite to... familiar with the kangaroos. Ugh. Anyways, um, the four of us got super close on our contract, and we were definitely, like, an eclectic some us yeah our no. whole cast was eclectic but for like sure, but we especially for, for us to be as close as we were we were oh, yeah. pretty eclectic and different yeah in great ways
1: and it was it, what was so great about the coven is that it, it didn't cause you when you work on ships <clears throat> I feel like friendships they do have um an expiry date mm. um mm-hmm. we joke that it's a lot of till gangway do you part both in your like romantic relationships but also with your friendships totally um and it's, I feel like it takes it takes an extra type of friendship to last past that. Uh huh. And what was so beautiful about the coven is that it did for a number of years.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're still great <clears throat> friends and three of us lived together. We like, did. literally, we like kind of indirectly moved to New York with to one be, another. Yeah, it
1: was, like, it was mostly like, okay, when are you moving
0: yeah. there?
1: Because yeah. then I'm going to move there. And it was all like... Plans were very dependent on each other of when another. we were going to move to this city. Yeah, and
0: which is a huge step because you are from. You want to talk a little I'm, bit about where you're from?
1: <clears throat> I am from the Midwest. I'm from the Heartland. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. Woof. city. <laughs> Actually, okay, but I went. To, I was. I was home
0: last <laughs> you week. Flip your hair when you say, but
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> but let Okay, like, <let's laughs> sit here. Um, I was home last week and I was showing my boyfriend around Omaha and like Omaha is cute. I can only say that because I was driving around Wisconsin for days on end, and bitch, please. It's
0: like the better of the bad. It yes. So growing up, it was you and my brother Jake, Kimmy, Jube, Kimmy Jubes, which is her this was real my name mother Kim yes.
1: Jubinville.
0: Kim Jubinville, But we call her contract. Kimmy Jubes. I just got obsessed with Kimmy Jubes. Yeah, Kimmy Jubes. KJ. Um, um,
1: and then JJ.
0: your papa and my
1: pops TC Todd right. Carlson. Toddy. Um,
0: Todd, well, Todd,
1: who's called Toad. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, great. And, and you performed. When did you start performing?
1: Well, my we moved when we moved from because when we were in Minnesota, we were still babies.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so my mom would put us in commercials and stuff
0: mm. like all the time because we love were a good like child actor. We
1: were like Gerber, like ooh super fucking fat and cute. Yeah, I <laughs> used to call my brother the Jabba the Hut because was <laughs> so fucking squishy. <laughs>
0: So that That's was fun. Funny.
1: He had real thick thighs. Thickums. <laughs> Fuckum. Um that made it into the birthday video as well, where my mom is literally pulling his leg and she's like, look at these fat thighs. <laughs> like, she called you fat You fat bitch. Body shaming at an early age. Yes. Um
0: Boy body shaming. Boy
1: body, yeah. Um but so we did commercials as kids. And then um I didn't really Well, I was always kind of Putting on shows because yeah. my mom's an actor. Well, I
0: was gonna say your mom's an actor. Yeah, my mom's an actor. Both
1: well, both my parents went to college for um, theater. My dad did. Yeah, my dad did more of the direction. He did more. Wait, directing. I didn't
0: know that at all.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, because um, my dad got right into the family business out of college, so okay. he never really got to sure do that. Yeah, I don't think he wanted to. Per mm-hmm. se, but he's always said that his his theater degree h- helps him m- monumentously in what he did as cool. as a profession. Okay, um, just in sales and all that kind of bullshit. Good to know, because you can talk to anyone, start so. up a conversation, you can connect with people. Um, so I was always like dinking around putting on shows, but my mom put me in a dance at like the. First chance you can when people are like two or three or something. Yeah, shenanigans
0: like that. Well, that that worked out in your favor because I will vouch for you and say you're definitely the most flexible singer I know.
1: Flexible, like
0: you can just drop into the splits. Like oh, I even, surely can. Even as a dancer, I couldn't do that shit. Yeah. But like, remember on our ship, we talked at Dance class, and like you were hanging with the dancers. Oh
1: my god, girl, I had a meltdown. No, I, I mean we all did a
0: little bit. That I'm was like, pretty intense.
1: Oh my god, this. So... <laughs> <can't laughs> no, I no, me like. This.
0: But I mean, like you know how to do choreography because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes singers are strict singers, yeah. just like some dancers are strictly dancers. Like, sure. Some people don't find that middle ground, but yeah. I'm just saying dancing <sighs> at a young age worked in your benefit because it surely did.
1: Well, I appreciate you can that pick up because I sit here on the daily in this dumb, dumb city and I'm like, I'm worthless.
0: <laughs> this is great at making you feel that way. Oh, for sure. Yeah,
1: for sure. So I started dancing. I danced all the way up through, um, my like senior, junior, or senior year of high school. Maybe I think
0: Uh huh.
1: I quit. I was just so stupid. It's like you spend my, my dance studio was great. in The fact that they weren't, um, They weren't into the dance competitions. Okay. She was strictly focused on teaching good technique.
0: Yeah.
1: And creating good dancers. Okay. Not that people who do competition studios aren't. Mm -hmm. I just think that they are...
0: Competitions are just more like showy. Showy.
1: And and I think that you're more prone to learn tricks.
0: Tricks. Totally.
1: And we didn't do that. Yeah. It was not about learning tricks or tilts or illusions or things like that. It was like, what tools can I give you to be the most... Beneficial in a professional audition, yeah, or auditioning for a college and things like that, and just being a good rounded um, artist, yeah. Um, and so that whole time, you know, like the biggest event in in that studio was your senior solo at mm. the recital in June, yes. and I was like, I every Love year, year every year I had a new, I had a new song picked. <laughs> like I'm not even shitting you. My favorite one that I dreamed. Of,
0: I a, a dream of time gone.
1: Um, there's only one other person that knows of this song choice, oh and that's my friend Jeff Riber, who was on my first oh, cruise ship Jeff. Con- Yeah, my first Second cruise with Jeff. ship. Yes. Yeah. He was on my first cruise ship contract, and I told him this, and he was like, this is ridiculous. And um, so, my, what my my last senior dance dream was to, to do um, Going the Distance from Hercules, <gasps> the Michael Bolton find version. My way. So, but, 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 there's stories. We have to build story. So okay. I was gonna have my mother on stage Stop. reading a book to me, and I was gonna like break out. No. And like show her that like I can go the distance. I can go there. Watch me fly.
0: Oh, you had big dreams. I had, girl.
1: I'm a, I'm a daydreamer. So all this while, while I'm taking dance Jessie classes. J. Oh, for sure. Yes. She got me daydreaming. She got
0: me daydreaming. Okay, so you started as a little, a little, little, little tiny top up. dancer. Little tiny. Then you were a Jurassic Park whistler. <laughs> so how did you jump into singing? Like, how did that um, begin? Because your mom was an actress, is yeah, an actress, still yeah, does. Yeah. Dad was director. Jake is a...
1: He's a hockey boy. Just, he's know, a lot. He's a lot. But Jake's,
0: that's great. Jake's
1: multifaceted. So
0: how did you become a, the singer? <clears throat>
1: um. So I would sing in church a little bit the church people told my mom like you need to get her into lessons or something Mm. she can really sing but I don't think that ever happened okay my the extent of my music knowledge comes from what I learned in high school
0: like choir music class choir okay choir
1: music um my so I get to I get to high school I did I did do swing choir in middle school though what is that which was silly swing choir um have you seen the show glee yeah it's oh, that bullshit okay but uglier
0: wait but what is that
1: like walking my baby back home yeah 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 we've but got like, like fucking what 20 what was that called in
0: Glee it wasn't called Swing Choir Glee
1: was it called Glee, Glee
0: Club Glee oh Club. Yeah. yeah oh I guess i just never yeah. heard of it called I
1: always call it we always call it <laughs> in the midwest we call it Swing Choir I think down in the south they call it Glee Club great um but yeah so I did that and then was like oh this kind of combines you know the fact that I like to sing and dance like that's fun um. So it was kind of a twofer. Okay. So then I got to high school and I was like, okay, well everyone always had to be—you always had to be in choir. Um. And I was like, let me audition. For, I already did. I did show choir in middle school. Maybe I can be in show choir in high school. Yeah. But like, you get to high school, and it's like a different fucking league. Yeah. And they think they hot shit. Mm-hmm. Um. So I auditioned
0: Omaha Glee Club.
1: Oh my god! It's like they only have one thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I audition. And I'm like, I nailed this combo, firsties. And because I'm still dancing like five times a week, Uh like I've got, you know, abs for days and just like shredded body. And um, come on,
0: shredded mini week. Come on,
1: mini (laughs) week. And um, so I I, I sing, and uh, the music teacher basically tells me, like, so you know you can't sing, right? (gasps) And I'm like, "Uh, no, I didn't know that. He's like, yeah, you really can't. Um, so I'm not going to put you in this group, but I mean, I've just, we've had so many girls audition, so we're going to create an all girls show choir. So they created Southtown. <laughs> South Southtown? Southtown.
0: Was this also a swing? Yeah. Okay. So
1: it was all girls, and he just threw me in the alto section. He's like, just, we need good dancers. Are you an alto? I started out as an alto.
0: You're more soprano,
1: though. I'm like a mezzo soprano. Okay. I, and I'm okay Explain with that. that.
0: So, Alto so would like, be like a little lower. Alto's lower.
1: Singer. Um, Soprano's mezzo, like way
0: high. Soprano,
1: they, they are like cleaning off the air vents. Yes. And Come mezzo is right in between them.
0: Okay, great. They're oh, like a mezzanine. Mezz- mezz-
1: yes. Great. They're the fun people.
0: Great. Like not the balcony, not the orchestra. Right. You're right in the mezz- Right uh,
1: Mezzanine. Yeah. Still an expensive ticket on Broadway, but we're there. Great. We're in the building. Um, so he told me I couldn't sing, so that sucked. Um, and then he decided to leave education.
0: Well, good, good fucking, good riddance. fucking decision. He
1: was the worst, and he looked like he looked like a dick. Um, so then okay. Tim Tim Marsden came to my school, and I give Tim Marsden the full credit. Of,
0: Related to James Marsden?
1: Sure, sounds <laughs> sings just as lovely.
0: <laughs> just the just. The had, Midwestern version. Also
1: had just his, Tim's hair was excellent.
0: Oh, great. Yeah. We love a good head of hair. Oh,
1: and he had great hair. Um, But he.
0: Uh, he P.S. Side, side talent of Bailey's is like being able to do hair. I love hair. This bitch can like whip up a hairstyle that her. she like saw on Instagram or Facebook or That's like, like some favorite. online medium.
1: The only other person that I've met that makes me intimidated is um, Caitlin Falkner.
0: Oh, yeah, she's wild. Kayla
1: Faulkner can literally braid anything. Also, <laughs> into a basket.
0: She really can. Um, also, on our first cruise contract, also from the Midwest.
1: Yes. Yeah. Kansas! Another Midwest girl. Um, so I met Tim Marsden. He saw me for who I am mm-hmm. and um, was like, I can't believe that person told you you couldn't sing because I've never heard a high schooler have a voice like yours shit so you better
0: stand out yeah. Above the crowd. yeah
1: so he um he kind of took he was a mentor to all of he was a mentor to every single student in that high school uh, but he had his i wouldn't say he had his favorites but he had a group of kids yeah, that he favorite. saw he saw okay. talent he saw talented and he fostered them sure um so he had, he and his wife tara would like create these little like mixed cds for me of of artists that i should be listening to cool and um it was like it was barbara streisand Burnett peters which i already knew i had i had a wealth of knowledge of both of these women from my mother yeah but they told me to listen to them as like no you need to listen to her because you sound like her Mm -hmm. um and uh fucking patty lapone who i really uh, can't stand really i don't like patty
0: oh (laughs) interesting
1: yeah I think she's just a bit much.
0: Okay.
1: Um, but they gave me all of these things, and then they would include songs that they would say like, "I can't wait to see, to see you sing these someday." Uh,
0: what a true teacher!
1: Like, what an incredible person! Yeah. So he definitely created a monster. <laughs> he helped create a freaking monster. Um, and then uh, I went to college. Didn't I did pursue performance for a semester. I went to Nebraska-Westland, down in Lincoln, for one semester, and I absolutely hated it. because Lincoln, Nebraska? Lincoln, Nebraska is the frickin' belly button butthole of Nebraska. It's just gross. And I was like, get me the hell out of here.
0: Belly buttons smell gross.
1: They do, and so do ears. Ears do? Sometimes, right? Interesting. Maybe it's just dog ears.
0: Well, I forgot that you have to clean a belly button, so, like, (gasps) recently, I... Did I you think put we put Something in, in there? the mirror. Yep. Girl,
1: how black was that thing? It came out like this microphone, didn't it? It just <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I recorded my last episode on that. Oh my god. <laughs> um No, it was just like seventeen Q tips later I was like finally <gasps> reaching the end.
1: You're like, it was, oh I can feel that now.
0: Yeah, those small gross. Do you so. have that
1: thing where if you poke your belly, oh, how do you poke worst, you're Oh it's the worst, I can't pee. do it. You think you're gonna I pee? don't feel
0: like I have to pee, but it sends a shock through the tip of my penis.
1: I hate that. It's my penis worse. too.
0: That's a thing for you, huh?
1: My penis, yeah.
0: Uh huh. Andrew belly button. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Edward doesn't believe me. He, no, I, I have that issue. I always touch his belly button, but it it literally could not face him less.
1: I don't know if that's the And he's like You're weird. faking
0: it And then my straight roommate Colin said the same thing And I was like yes. See I'm not being dramatic It's not minute. like this little
1: Wait a minute We could be connecting The dots here Because Colin is from Iowa You're from Chicago I'm from Nebraska It's a Midwest thing It's a Midwest thing Yes
0: Okay you guys weigh in Send me If
1: if you poke your belly button And you have a shock Down your penis Or your clitoris You let us know Yeah Or you let them know I don't work here <laughs> <laughs> I she's want you
0: She's just a contractor <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, A ten ninety nine.
0: So if, <laughs> yes, you're gonna owe all, all the taxes, bitch. Um, so it was this teacher who like really mentored you into yes, into
1: performing singing. What yeah. was his name? Tim Marsden.
0: Tim Marsden.
1: Yeah, he was the best. Okay. Um, Are you still
0: in contact with him?
1: Um. So funny story. He after my class graduated, I think he stayed on for maybe one more year, mm. and then left. Oh. And he moved to Red Oak, Iowa, to raise his family, oh. and just like have a life. Wow. <clears throat> I think he worked in the school there. Um, so we kind of like, and everyone would come home from college obviously. And we all yeah. like, we should go like, you know, see people. What? Um, but I remember I saw him in traffic, I think one time. Okay. And this was like years after
0: like playing in traffic.
1: Yeah. So play, just playing in traffic <laughs> in his Pontiac. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: yes, Pontiac GT. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so, I think I saw him, and I was like, hey, we should, like, catch up. I, I was, like, trying to get his contact information okay. in traffic, which didn't work. And then, um, a few years down the line, I was doing, um, hairspray uh-huh. at the Omaha Playhouse. Uh-huh. And I was Penny. Yes, you were. With my ex-boyfriend as seaweed. And, um, we won't talk about him. <laughs> um, but he came to, and I will say...
0: Were you talking about Luther?
1: Yeah. Okay. Um... I had... That was the most fun I think I've ever had on stage was being Penny because... She's a fun character. She's a fun fucking character yeah. and that director was just said, do whatever the hell you
0: uh, want. Oh, R.I.P. Amanda Bynes.
1: Oh, oh. Wait, no, she's not dead.
0: I, well, a little well,
1: bit. Well, b- b- the one we know. Yeah. The one the who, one who was. was Penny. Yes. Yeah. And she could not sing a lick in that film.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She was funny to watch though. She
1: was so funny. So I was... I had a blast doing that. Um, but he and Tara came to the show. Shut up. Completely surprised me. They came, came for you? They came for me to oh see. Oh my the god. Show I hope he's solo teacher. I hope he is too. But he walked he walked through the meet and greet line and I like had like a meltdown.
0: Oh I was like Ahh! How many years later was this?
1: It was at least um ten. Oh my god. Ten years later. Wild. Insane. And he they were like, you're exactly where you're supposed to be.
0: So one of the other like characteristics of your life that I feel like stands out most when I think of the reasons that I go to you mm. um, is something that I've touched on that you reached out to me about actually mm. in my non-love love letter
1: oh my god that episode made me sob it was a lot it was yeah. like
0: definitely an emotional two weeks for Brian <laughs> yeah
1: back to back episodes Whoa. I
0: know I
1: was ready for I it know. though because I was doing a I was doing a binge mm. so yeah it was good
0: Continue. yeah um but my dad struggles with alcoholism, which you relate to a lot. Yes, I do. You want to talk about that?
1: I would love to. Um, how,
0: how soon before we met had you stopped drinking?
1: Oh, gosh. I've been sober for two or three years. Okay. I quit. Um, so I come from an alcoholic family. Because
0: uh-huh, um, it is hereditary. It
1: is hereditary no matter what people say. Um, everyone's got their own opinion, but... Um, I've just seen too much to not know that. I didn't
0: realize there were people who countered against that.
1: Yeah, there are people who don't think that it's hereditary. They don't think it's a disease. They just... Oh, think well, then
0: it's... never mind. Those are like people who don't fucking vaccinate their kids.
1: For sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so, um, so this runs in your family. So this runs in my family on my father's side. Okay. And I grew up watching that and um, swore up and down that I would never drink. Then, who,
0: who other than your dad had you seen struggle with alcohol?
1: Um, pretty much everyone in my, both of my father's siblings. Wow. Um, and my grandparents always had a cocktail hour. I never wow. saw my my grandparents drunk though. Right, right. Because I think it was just that their era.
0: I was just going to say drinking. Yeah, it's
1: like it, they always had cocktail hours. Yeah. Like always It was always like 5 o'clock, you know, uh-huh. you're making a drink or you're lighting up a cigarette or anything But like the
0: that. difference I feel is that they weren't ever drinking to be wasted. Right. Like now I feel like we have this like party generation. Yes. Or we have had party generations that yeah. love to just like fucking have a free for all and yeah. get messy. Yeah. I feel like this was more of like you just said, like a lifestyle where yeah. you would just have a cocktail because it was just that time of the day yeah. and the moms were at home with the kids and for the dads sure. were at work and that, you know. Yeah.
1: I think not to say not to say that there wasn't alcoholism in their era. I oh think, right. I think that they definitely probably saw a lot of that through the Great Depression. Yes. But I think that, at least with my grandparents, I never saw them messy But that sloppy. was the difference
0: between your grandparents and your and aunts and uncles. Yes. Yeah, my parents. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Not that my mom is like that. But yeah. Um, but yeah, my dad and my uncle and his sister. But I mean, that's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I swore that I would never become that. Because sure. I had...
0: What age around did you start seeing this?
1: Um, start seeing the alcoholism?
0: Yeah, like or, when did you take notice of it being... More than just like, oh, dad having a drink.
1: I think I was um, 11 or 12.
0: Oh, wow. That was early. Yeah. Because that's kind of, you were around the age that my youngest sister was when it was an issue because my dad, my dad always had two, maybe three beers after work, but it was just dad coming home after 12 hours in the 95 degree Chicago sun in construction, having a couple beers, eating dinner and going to bed. Right. It became an issue after the economy crashed in 2006.
1: So that was seven six or nine or something like Eight, six yeah. or
0: seven. I had gone to college and it oh, started okay. getting really bad because yeah. a bunch of construction people were laid off. Yes. And so he, like you mentioned the depression, For sure. he, he turned in a dark time to something that was even darker. Yeah.
1: Cause um, he wanted to numb himself.
0: Yeah. So it always happened. It started happening when I was away from it. Yeah, She was around your age though. She Deceal. was still very much young yeah. and in the house and yeah. around his sure. problem. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, um, I mean I always I was one of those little girls that wanted to be a daddy's girl so bad Mm. but my dad was a traveling salesman for our family company okay and um, so I anytime he was home he tended to spend his time with alcohol okay and um, so that was something that I had plenty of time to build up little baby resentments about Uh and and then when I got into my teenage years I was I was a piece of shit I was towards him or in yes, general. Okay. Towards him. I was, I was very mean. Mm. Um, to the point where my mom was like, I think we need to go to therapy. Oh. <laughs> just, you need to go to therapy. Like,
0: Oh, okay. So, so just she you sent, or she family? Sent,
1: my, well, cause my mom at that point was, um, very active in, in a 12 step program geared towards families. Okay. She was doing that and she was realizing that I was hurting and was trying to, Sure. She said, "You know, you're hurting, and this is, I think, what is going to be best for you." Okay. And so, would that
0: program be more like Al-Anon? Yes. Okay. Yeah,
1: it'd be more like that. And
0: I only bring up Al-Anon because mm-hmm. you had recommended it to me and yes. my family when yes. we lived together, and you knew the extent of. Yes, yeah.
1: I think it's. Um,
0: it's designed for the people who are not the alcoholics, but yeah. living with who are or, living with it. Yes, and
1: it, it's. Um, I think it's an essential tool sure um it's something that i regret not doing Mm. or doing sooner sure um but um so i was in therapy at a pretty young age dealing with with anger and Mm resentments and depression and things like that um and mostly it was geared around my father yeah um and by the time i was into high school um he was then going into recovery okay And, um, my parents' marriage dissolved from that and, um, he moved out and it was just kind of life was, that was the new normal, Uh but at least he wasn't drinking. Sure. Um, and he had found his path in, in that life, which is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: but also hard because it's not as inclusive of you.
1: Right. Um, but luckily, um, I will say that if you would have told 13-year-old Bailey that she would have had a relationship with her father, father like, yeah. she would have laughed in your face yeah. and said, fuck you.
0: <laughs> Which I mean, is wild think. because I only know you to have a great relationship with your dad. Yeah,
1: and it's um, it's 100% um, f- thankful for his, his sobriety and the work that he's done in his sobriety.
0: Yeah, because it's such an ongoing effort.
1: It is. It's a. It's a... It's a daily it's a daily thing that you have to focus on. Yeah. Um because if you get if you get lax in it mm-hmm. Because it is a disease and it is mostly I would say it's mostly mentally based. Yeah. If you relax in it a little bit, it's going to creep up on you like any other thing. I mean
0: that's how my dad fell back into it after yeah. his stint in rehab is right. he was comfortable where he was like I can have a beer. Oh God. But the beer led right back to the hard alcohol, which led back to the bottles of hard alcohol at night. You know, it's, it is, Mm -hmm. it is that daily consciousness of Mm -hmm. being fully aware of. Yeah.
1: And having to re, re recommit to that
0: Mm -hmm.
1: every 24 hours yeah, and be grateful for every 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Um, so.
0: When did you start struggling with it? I started. Like on a personal level. On a personal level.
1: I started. So I. I picked up at seventeen, okay, and um didn't particularly care for it, yeah, um so I turned to more more greener pastures. Okay. Uh-huh. I picked up you know pot and stuff, and that yeah. felt more comfortable to me, numbing my emotion mm-hmm. um, but then I started picking up alcohol again, I think around maybe nineteen okay um. And for me, when I realized that my alcoholism had excelled and gotten out of control was when, I think this was in 2009, so I was already into college, um, I was um, I was dear friends with, with someone for years, and we had never been able to date because we were either in a relationship or things just weren't lining up. Yeah. And in 2009, the pathway was open, and so we began to date. Mm-hmm. And um, this was someone that I saw myself marrying. Okay. Um, we had our, our parents were best friends, like we're close friends. Like my mom and his mom were right. best friends. Um, we were both in theater. We had all these same aspirations. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was a safe place to land. Yeah. Um, he ended up passing away in his sleep on September 11th, and um,
0: like that year
1: of that year, yeah. So we had only been dating for a few months. I
0: mean, the same year as like September 11th. No, 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 this was like oh, 2009,
1: okay. 2009. Okay. Um, but um, my birthday is on September 13th, so it's always kind of sucked. Um, oh, yeah. But so he passed away, and it was just, I couldn't, I hadn't, I mean, I had experienced grief in my youth, sure. but I had never experienced grief to that extreme Yeah. and to that level of surprise. Because I didn't I, believe it.
0: I'm 30 and I still don't. I I haven't fully experienced death amongst somebody that I know.
1: Really.
0: Like um, <clears throat> someone who I knew from Disney uh, commit suicide recently. Oh. Like wow. in the past, like six months.
1: Yeah.
0: And that was really hard for me, simply because I knew him and had spent personal time with him. Yeah. But I mean, in terms of like someone I've dated or
1: mm-hmm.
0: have been like close friends with or even anybody like family my age I that's such an unfamiliar feeling right older people you expect yeah yeah there's going to be a day when they pass away so you're you're just subconsciously more prepared right than somebody who's your age especially the young age yeah you know
1: yeah he's only 26 oh and um do they ever know like they never found a cause whoa which is insane which I think he probably would have found humorous because he loved um the show House. Oh, yeah. Like, just yeah. you can't With find Hugh out. Larry. Yeah. He loved that show. So we're, we, I mean... Where they're, like,
0: always trying to figure yeah, out what they, the cause they can't, of they can't figure sickness it out. or death. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Interesting. So that was very hard. And then, um, I've, I've, you know, in in sobriety, you work on, you know, unpacking all of the things that you went through right. when you we were drinking. Um and you can, you constantly make these rediscoveries of facts. Mm-hmm. and you're like, "I never thought of it that way." Uh-huh. But that's a big aha moment. Um, I don't know what possessed me to do it, um, but he was living with um my best friend Ben, okay, who was his best... who they were childhood best friends. They okay. basically grew up as babies together.. Oh, wow. um, they both had the same story, both of um both of their fathers came out as homosexual. Whoa. Um,
0: together or... Not together, okay. but separate. Okay. And wow. um,
1: both of them had the same type of epilepsy. Um, wow. The similarities between them are, yeah. you know, very... Yeah, spirits. Yeah. Just carbon copies. And um, so when, when Drew passed away, I... My friend Ben had this duplex that they were living in. He's mm-hmm. just like, I don't know how I'm going to make rent. I don't know how I'm going to make this happen. Wow. And I... Was working at a daycare. I didn't have a whole lot of money. But I was like, I will move in with you so you don't have to... That stress. Refigure your life out. Yeah. And I will figure out how to get money. And I will do this. And so I moved in. And I moved into Drew's room. Oh. Which I don't think that was at all a smart or a healthy choice. No. Especially for me in my my journey to alcohol. It's your like,
0: focus was more on... Helping him. Helping Ben, though. Not And
1: I... It wasn't... I don't think it was... And I, I talked about this with my mom the other day, and she goes, I think you were also doing it as a way to honor y- you and Drew's sure. relationship, because sure. you didn't get to have that time, and you wanted to say goodbye in a way. Yeah. But holy fuck, that wasn't a smart way to do it. No. Especially when um, you're mentally unsound and you're medicating yourself with alcohol. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that was when my drinking started to really show a different face because I was no longer the fun girl at the party that would whip her tits out or dance on the bar or you would throw like pour some sugar on me and she would do a whole floor routine. Yeah, Like it was a different person. It was, Mm -hmm. it was very much a Jekyll and Hyde. And, um, when I knew that I was in trouble was I would start writing notes to myself while I was drunk and, they would be huge notes of things like just any way to tear myself down. Like you didn't deserve Drew in the first place. Whoa. If he was alive now, he wouldn't love you. Um, you're terrible. That really writing, and Hyde. Like, write, That's a yeah. whole other
0: person. And
1: I'm telling you, it was different handwriting. Wow. It didn't even look like my handwriting.
0: I just got the chills. That's so yeah.
1: and I would always place it somewhere so that it was the first thing that I saw when I woke up. And
0: You were, like, so coherently incoherent.
1: Yes. They were blackouts. But they were... Um, thoughtful blackouts. They were thoughtful like, and evil, malicious blackouts wow. towards myself. Um, And that was when I was like, this, ain't, this isn't.
0: Had anybody ever been those voices before yourself? Like, had you... The, the things that you were writing to yourself, had you heard those from anybody else no, before that? Absolutely not. Yes. No,
1: yeah. So that's when you go like, wow, that's, that's why I, I defend the fact that it is a mental disease. Totally. Because where would I have gotten those thoughts right. other than my own insecure brain? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the lease ran out, so we moved on, we moved right. out. I was trying moderation at that time. Okay. <laughs> where if for the people, for the listeners, moderation is when you try and give yourself... Um, a rule where you say I'm only going to have this many drinks
0: right Most it would be like eating yeah like a diet where you're yeah. like well instead of the whole Chipotle burrito I'm, I'm only half, half the Chipotle burrito yes yeah.
1: which for normies for normal people that works yeah um, by the way
0: I have two sets of free chips and guac on my
1: Chipotle app what the fuck have we been doing here I know
0: oh my God. <laughs> sorry guys we have to go
1: <laughs> 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 it's been so nice meeting you all um but so I was trying moderation at that time, and the extra kicker was I had just gotten a very, very well-paying job at an insurance company. Mm. So I had all of this you know income, yeah and, um, which allowed me to buy the more expensive mm-hmm. alcohol, um, which was great, um, which I then continued to just piss away on alcohol and rent. And so I eventually moved home to my mom's uh-huh. and she always jokes. she's like, "How can I miss you if you don't leave?" she says that consistently how can I miss you if you don't leave um but I had moved back and this was this was um 2011 and um this is the last night that I drank where um a lot of uh, in Omaha nobody can make a living as an actor
0: okay
1: nobody can because none of those goddamn theaters will pay enough yeah yeah. yes I will put you on blast I will put you on blast till I'm blue in the face yes. because you don't pay your fucking talent
0: come through queen you will
1: pay all of the motherfuckers behind the scenes meow. making the shit turn on turn off meow, you meow. pay all the goddamn musicians under the fucking stage but you won't pay the bitches out front Preach. I can't stand you so whatever <sighs> so what was I talking about
0: you wanna crack open the wine no no <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm so sweaty, I know, I'm like friends. Um, so this was, 2000, so all these actors work in basically all of these huge corporations that are in Omaha. Yeah. Omaha is like the epicenter for insurance, call centers, things like that yeah. because we don't have an accent. Right. Um, so I was working in insurance and all these actors are going to put on this Clue Mystery Dinner Theater night for the company. Okay. So I was Mrs., who was I? I was Mrs. Scarlett. Yes. And I was... You know, still working the the moderation circuit. And um, my rule was only two drinks. Mm -hmm. Only two drinks. Well, it would so have it that this place that we're having this event at is doing a BOGO. They're doing Uh a buy one, you get one free. So my sick, sick, sick brain says, well, the rule is you pay for two drinks. Oh, fuck. So eventually I get to four drinks, uh-huh. and then it's, like, way off to the All races. Like, fuck this. Like, we're here. We're having a good time. We're with our friends. We're getting paid. No, we're not. Okay, well, let's keep rolling. Yeah. So, and, of course, I had to coordinate my drink with my dress. So I was having <gasps> cranberry vodkas, oh, fuck. Um, and they were very, you know, very – um kind with the pores. Yeah. So I was getting rather litty balls, mm-hmm. as you young kids say now.
0: We little didn't little have any monsters.
1: of <laughs> You little monsters. Um, so I got really, uh, real sussed up. Yeah. And, but the fun part was, I was a functioning alcoholic, so none of my coworkers knew that I was a mess. Mm. So they let me drive home, awesome. which is like the favorite pastime in Nebraska to drink and drive. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, which I had perfected the art in my pot smoking days because it just felt like a video, a yeah, video game to Yeah, me. You put on a good tune and just stay in them lines. Oh my God. So um, I was doing that. I didn't hit anything on the way home, but I did vomit all over myself. <gasps> I surely did. All over my nice Calvin Klein dress. No. Right down the titters. And, um,
0: while you were driving. While
1: I was driving. I was up the hill almost to turn into my mom's neighborhood. And and I was like, I can make it, I can make it. And the thing is, it it was so weird because I wasn't a puker at all when I drank. I puked one other time. And that was when I was 17. I puked off the deck when I first had alcohol. But I never threw up. So that sucked. No, that's a lie. I threw up one other time. And that was bad. It was real bad. It was real bad because we had had... Ranch salads, <gasps> no. and we were mixing drink. Listen to this disgusting thing that we made. We made it was you know this was back in the day when the song gin and juice was a thing. Yes. And my friend, the only kind of gin she had was Henrik's. Oh and the only kind of juice that she had was the mango banana pineapple juice. Ugh. So we had mixed been mixing those two things together, and bitch, that was some rank ass shit. Ew. So all that concoction was in a, a high V bag.
0: But so this was essentially like your third time throwing up my third while time, you're but, but while, like I was while driving. you're driving.
1: Yeah. So I mean luckily I didn't lose control of the car. I was I say still you kept it on ten and so ten and lucky. two. Um, pulled in. And then um, why I was driving so fast was because my old roommate was back at the bar that we had just had this event at. Because mm-hmm. it was a dueling it was a dueling piano bar. Okay. Um, and so my friend Kansie showed up. <laughs> I can. And I was like, hey, can't see what we're doing? And she brought this cute friend of hers mm. who I had had a crush on. Because it was he was a friend of her boyfriend's. Okay. And I had had the biggest crush on him for the longest time. And she's like, girl, just go change and come back. Like, don't yeah. hang out here in your Calvin Klein outfit because that's kind of weird. Like, come put your boot cuts on. No. Uh,
0: Bailey loves her boot cuts. <laughs>
1: Listen, the word love is very strong.
0: You love him. You're I don't obsessed. love them.
1: I'm not... a Girl, I haven't worn a boot cut since I met you. You're welcome. Yeah. But the thing that you should know about me is I am a little teapot, short and stout. <laughs> <laughs> I have some thickum legs. <laughs> I am not tall. <laughs> Thickums. Th- I am, how you say, thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. Oh my god, look at this fun little boat. Oh my you just scared the shit out of me. You guys, I wish you could see this. There's a fun little party boat going down the river. Just around the river bend. That's something like they would have in New Orleans. I look once more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like boot cuts because... So wait. Oh, sorry. Because skinny jeans oppress my legs. <laughs> they are oppressive and I hate Silence them. Silence the oppressor. <laughs> Silence the oppressor under his eye.
0: Wait, so you threw up in the
1: car. I threw car up in the car whilst and driving. And then you went out? Yeah, so I just... Oh was, my God. This was why my mom was like donezo. Because I go into her house and Covered in the I... Lot cover and throw up I go I run up the stairs to change and she's like whoa 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 what's going on where are you going I said I'm going back out she goes no no, you're not and I am at this point I like this is when Jekyll is starting to take over and I'm getting frantic and I'm feeling trapped and I start yelling at her saying I'm an adult I'm an adult you're not the boss of me which is just great yeah And then I said, "Yeah, she's like, well, you have work in the morning. And I go, yeah, well, I've got my boss wrapped around my finger, so it doesn't really matter. I can go to work hungover and still be fine. And she's like, I don't want you leaving. Like, you are not safe to drive. And she later told me that she thought I was on, like, cocaine or something. Drugs, yeah. She's like, you were out of your skull. And um, so I eventually say, fuck that, I'm leaving. So I go back to, I don't even, I get, I remember getting to, Back to the bar. I didn't have my wallet. It was like weaseled in between the seats in my car. Um, and I remember actually seeing my stepsister there. I remember mm-hmm. seeing Kaylee there. And she was like, hey, how are you doing? I'm like, I am so great. I am wonderful. She's like, okay. <laughs>
0: I'm going to go.
1: I'm going to with my friends over
0: here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Me and my pretty friends over here. So um, cut to... Coming, coming to my body and I have brought this boy home. Oh, fuck. We are in my mother's house having, I think, very loud sex. He fell on the floor, very loud. I mean, you've been in my mom's house, it's yeah. old. Um, he left at like 5.30 and I woke up with my alarm and I was still rip-roaring drunk. Okay. And so I I call into work, I leave a voicemail, my boss's voicemail saying yeah, I've got the flu. Oh, hey, I can't get out here. And um, I come down the stairs at like nine thirty or ten, and my mom is at the bottom of the stairs tapping her foot. And she's like, "She knew." She's like, "This is the last time you will ever do this. If you do this again, you are not living here." And I'm giving you the option to call your father because you're gonna go over there and you're gonna talk to him about this. And I was like, "Please don't be mean to me right now. I'm in so much pain. <laughs> please, please stop, stop screaming. screaming. Stop <laughs> screaming. God damn it." So I did. I went over to my dad's house and I was, I was hurting real bad. Yeah. And, um, I was really embarrassed. I was filled with shame. I hated myself. And we talked all about that. And he just sat there and listened to me and he was like, you know what? This was the part that did suck where he was like, you know, they say it's hereditary. And I always wondered which one of you kids it was going to be. And I always figured it would be you. And I was like, that was the deepest dagger ever. Cause that was like the, worse
0: than being disappointed.
1: Yeah, because that was the one goal I had as a child, was not was being Was to like defy him.
0: him. Yeah. I didn't want
1: to be him. Yeah. And the, the road still took me there. Oh, my God. So um, that sucked. He gave me the option. He said, you know, I have found a program that helps me. It has helped me greatly. Um, would you want to do that? And I said, no, because I had a real problem with religion mm-hmm. and this program. Um, that's a misconception about that program is that it has that it's a cult and it's, you know, God, this, that and the other. Yeah. Yeah. And so I said, oh, these are the dogs. Travel.
0: <laughs> Tzatziki.
1: We're renaming him Tzatziki. <laughs> um, so I said, no, I didn't want to do that. I'm going to do it by myself. Yeah. And he's like, OK. <laughs> Um, he gave me a few milestones to shoot for, to have mm-hmm. goals, yeah. um, and I said that I wanted to. Um, this was so. It, it, I look back at it and I think it's kind of silly, um, but I decided to do P ninety X the next day, start oh that God. program, um, because it was ninety days. Yeah. And the main thing that was my issue was that I hated, I hated myself. Uh. I hated the way I looked because the amount that I was drinking, I was rather voluptuous I was like a size 14 I was pretty hey. big um for my stature yeah um I I could never look at myself in the mirror mm. um I, I just hated everything about me yeah and the thing that was my my biggest issue was uh, my weight mm. and so I was like I work because I because I had grown up as a dancer and I yeah. had this tiny dancer body and it was like all of a sudden I look like the mom Mm. And that was so unfair to me at 24. I yeah. was like, I, this is not fair. I should be like twirling and living my life and thriving and being yeah. a sexy thing. And I feel like a fucking troll. Yeah. Um, so I started doing P90X and I got really intense about it mm. because it was offering me the endorphins and the rush that I needed. I was going
0: to say, you were yeah. you were kind of in a much healthier way exchanging yeah. one addiction to another yeah. where you were now placing all of your wants and desires into a healthier Mm -hmm. lifestyle
1: absolutely yeah so um, that was what it was I finished that I finished PNDX the first time and then I did it again I think I repeated it about three times and then I fell deep into the fucking beach body world Mm -hmm. so I got like turbo fire and was booty lift (laughs) I was doing all this stuff and by then um, you know Cutting cutting things out, um, I had started my first cruise ship, mm. and um, I started doing Insanity on that ship yeah. as well. And um, my grandmother on my dad's side I had passed away before that contract, mm-hmm. um, but I was able to fly home, and to it was there. it was in rehearsals that it happened, and so I was able to go be a part of, and I was also, I was on land so I could FaceTime in when it was all going, when it was happening. Yeah. And so I felt connected in a way. Um, so I went on that contract and I was relatively fine. Um, then I still kept up. I got more, um, obsessed with losing weight and being thin Mm -hmm. and finding that that was what gave me value was being thin. And, um, I, then we started our contract Uh and I was in the best shape that I've ever been in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know if it was halfway through that contract. I think it was halfway through, but you were there for that. Uh Um, my grandmother on my mother's side passed away and she was like the penultimate woman in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, she was best friends with all of her grandchildren. We were all very, very close and I wasn't there for any of it. I wasn't there. I couldn't FaceTime in, but I was able to go home for the funeral. Yeah. Um, but then I got back to the ship, and a few other things had shaken out mm-hmm. where, you know, attention from men was very important, and yeah. that was denied right. right when I got back. And um, I, didn't, I didn't take any of that grief well. Mm-hmm. And what the problem was was I hadn't learned how to – I had learned how to not drink sure but I hadn't learned how to handle other people Mm -hmm. and that's what um that's difficult that's difficult when Mm -hmm. you don't have a coping mechanism yeah and so um my I turned to food Mm. I turned deeply into food and um like Lana and I would go to the grocery store and just buy like boxes of pop tarts and i would not leave my cabin yeah um i wouldn't go eat um i started developing acne like Mm -hmm. really bad acne and that made me not want to leave my cabin even more i was starting to not be able to fit into my costumes for the shows and then it was terrifying the fact that we were going to be returning to the caribbean when we'd have to be in swimsuits all the time and i just wanted to die (laughs) and so i didn't know how to handle all of that um and so by the time I got home, I think I had gained about 20 pounds, 20 mm. to 30 pounds. And my mom picked me up at the airport, and she was like, "What the fuck happened?" Because she hadn't seen, she hadn't really seen me. Yeah. Um, and all of my old ways of speaking, um, the way I spoke to other people, how I handled emotions, was all back. Yeah. Um, it was almost like Jekyll and Hyde had returned. Mm-hmm. And I had begun eating in the way that I used to drink. Mm. Um, the night that I knew I was in trouble with that was I had gone out to eat with my dad and his wife to this, like, really nice Italian restaurant. And they brought um, – I, I ate everything. Yeah. And then they brought the tiramisu out, which wasn't, like, a cute little square of tiramisu or, like, a little ramekin. Yeah. It was the fucking platter. Yeah. They brought a huge piece of tiramisu, and I think my dad and I shared it. But I pretty much ate all of that. Yeah. And then on the drive home, um, there's a cupcake place by my mom's called Jones Brothers Cupcakes. Shout out, fucking delicious. It's there' Joan. Come on, Joan. Um, I got six cupcakes. No, six or three or six. It filled a box, um, and I proceeded to eat them over the trash can because my mom wasn't home. I didn't want her to know that Mm -hmm. I had stopped and I had gotten this. And so I developed a way of eating cupcakes where I would take the bottom off and put it on top. A little sandwich. Make a sandwich. But I wasn't like, oh, this is cute. No, this is so I don't have to dirty a plate and stick it in the dishwasher. My mom has to wonder why it's there. Mm -hmm. And I folded the box up meticulously origami and like literally was scooping trash and hiding it in the bottom. And then she came home and I was, you know, acting like everything was fine. And then... I wasn't even hungry, which is the confusing part. But I made a quesadilla, which who had I never I haven't made a quesadilla since middle school. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that I even knew how to do it, but I made it and I was eating it, and it was like I wasn't. It wasn't offering flavor, taste. Yeah. I wasn't full. I was. I literally was numb. Yeah. And I was. I felt terrible. Yeah. Um. And so I talked to my mom about it, and she goes, I think that it's time for you to look for something outside of yourself to help you with your sobriety. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was when I knew I had to call my dad, and um, I got into the program that he was in. Mm-hmm. And it, it did save my life. Um, it, it offered me the tools of, A, how to handle... Um, my my addictive personality and knowing that if i don't keep it in check that it's gonna it's gonna funnel into different into different avenues sure. um but it taught me how to handle hard situations mm-hmm. um because we are constantly trying to control things right and keep all the plates spinning and be the main person running the show mm-hmm. And you can't.
0: No, you have to delegate and rely you on do. other people.
1: And it's also you have to realize that um, that once you relieve that once you relieve that control and power, it is a weight off your shoulders that I cannot even express g- express to people. Yeah, because I know people who aren't addicts that are trying to do that, uh-huh. and I I try and give them some bits of wisdom and say like once you release that mm-hmm. you're gonna feel so much better and your life is going to be easier yeah it is going to be like a kite in the sky yeah you don't have to worry and um that that really that really was um a huge step i definitely don't re- recommend people going alone for three years like that
0: because
1: mm-hmm. um, i was a dry drunk and the biggest the biggest takeaway that i got from joining Joining a group is the fact that you can. I explain this to my mom and my friend says I get to go somewhere for an hour and feel normal. Mm-hmm. I don't have to um, make excuses or tell my whole mm-hmm. story again or um, make up lies about why yeah. I don't drink. Yeah, I can't tell you how many places I've gone to and I tell people that I'm pregnant. Mm. I do it consistently. It's at least two or three times a month. The fact that not drinking is so taboo is really difficult. Right. Um, Especially when you go to different countries. Yeah, people
0: love to push alcohol on people. They do. But it's almost more comfort for them to feel not alone in drinking. Yes,
1: that's exactly what it is. Which
0: is also so dangerous because...
1: They need to evaluate that
0: thought, right? If you if it's just something that's like, like what we were talking about with the with past generations, where they would just mm-hmm. have a cocktail to have a cocktail. Yeah. If you can't just have a cocktail to just drink it and yeah. be good.
1: Yeah.
0: If you need to feel like
1: that I need to is what bonding,
0: myself. that yeah, like that's what's bonding you with other people or creating yeah. relationships. Like, that's where, like. There's a there's a much deeper issue running yes. in that scenario.
1: Yes. Yeah. Because that was that was the first thing that my dad spoke with me about back when I had that first sit down with him. He mm-hmm. said he said, Your life is going your friendships are gonna look drastically different. Yeah. Because you are so young. Right. A lot of your friendships are based on substances. Uh-huh. Whether that's getting high, getting drunk, doing anything else together. Yeah. Um, you know, those are the facts that you've based your friendships on that when you when you're the person not doing that anymore they will likely go away. Yeah. So just be prepared for that. For and sure. it it did happen. So, you know, those those true friendships that stuck around, I knew were rooted in mm-hmm. truth and honesty and authentic care for each other. Totally. Um I always am weary of people who connect based on that. Yeah. Because it stands for nothing. Yeah. So yeah. Um I am incredibly grateful for my alcoholism yeah. because it brought me to this point. Mm-hmm. I would probably, if I hadn't gotten sober, I would still be in Omaha. Yeah, I would still be a big fish in a tiny teaspoon. Mm-hmm. I would be miserable. I'd be yeah. working in an insurance job or I would be, you know, God knows what. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be seeing the world. I right. wouldn't be um, living in New York. I would still be scared. Yeah. Sure, I'm terrified all the time here. Fuck yeah. Who is yeah, everybody? I mean, has. you're like, you're always wondering how you're gonna pay your bills, how you're gonna yeah. get a job, this, that, and the other. But at least I know I'm living now. Right. And I'm feeling everything I'm yeah. living. Um, yeah. and that's I mean, been the new discovery as well. Yeah. Allowing yourself to, to feel the hurt, to feel the grief, to feel the love mm-hmm. and go headlong into it. Mm-hmm. Because, oh child.
0: Things are gonna get easier.
1: easier. Ah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah. It's always a pleasure to do share you, that.
0: Do you want to jump into a little in-season?
1: Oh my god, yeah, I do. Great. <gasps>
0: So, you seem super excited. I'm gonna let you start with this little in season. Okay. What are you feeling? What's trending? What's going on? What's happening? What are you vibing with?
1: The fresh tea, what I'm vibing with, is actually probably old because okay. I just decided to start watching it finally. I started watching Making a Murderer.
0: Netflix? Yes. Okay. Of course, it's Netflix. I've never watched it.
1: It's. It's a fucking rabbit hole, my friend.
0: It's something like what, like a year
1: or two? And it's I think the first one I think came out in 2010. Okay. And now they've just come out with a season two. It's well not now. I think they they came out with it last year.
0: Okay. It's documentary style, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Okay.
1: And it's about, I know like
0: tidbits about it. Yeah.
1: It's it is friggin' fascinating. Okay. Um, but the only reason I started watching it is because my boyfriend is from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And he He told me that his brother lives in the town where this all happened. Oh, shit. And you can see his brother's driveway in the opening credits. Weird. So I'm all like, ooh, that's some cool shit. Like, he's famous. That's
0: scary. Like, that's some
1: famous scary (laughs) shit. So I've been watching it pretty much the whole time I've been (laughs) house-sitting. Okay. These dogs are probably really sick of it. Yeah, well,
0: it's a 1,000 degrees outside of New York City. Yeah, I ain't going out there. Staying in the AC. Yeah.
1: It does get hot in this room though because all of these floor to ceiling windows. Oh,
0: just the all the sunlight.
1: So much hot light. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. Cool. Check it out. Okay. Um, it shows how busted up and broken and fucked up the Our law system, system is. is yeah. And the fucking cops in Wisconsin need to quit being some motherfucking shady. Mm. You know? It's because well, they eat too much dairy.
0: That's what we have Kim Kardashian for now. <laughs> oh. She exonerates me. Kim him, Kardashian,
1: <laughs> get Steve Avery out of prison. <laughs> Free Steve. Heard it
0: here first. <laughs> um
1: How about you?
0: Mayan season. Um, okay, so this kind of stems from, Brian always hates when I reference pop culture, but that bitch isn't here, so fuck her.
1: Yeah, thank God.
0: Um, <laughs> Sam Smith's new song came out last night. Yeah. It's called How Do You Sleep. How do you and sleep? How do you like your booty? How do you like your booty? <laughs> and it's not like... Uh, it's dancey, but in a Sam Smith dancey kind of way. I love that. Technology. You know, it's like as if Adele were to come out with a dance song. Oh my like,
1: god!
0: It's not going to be this crazy techno like
1: no. Katy
0: Perry kind of thing. But it's a thing.
1: fun thing to swing your swing your hips to.
0: Well, she sure does in the music video. She surely like,
1: does. She boops. But he's
0: living his life, and I I turned thirty a week ago. No, 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 no. Two weeks ago. No, like four days ago. What's the date? It's Friday. I oh my god, was it was literally
1: five days ago. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Um, see, that's what making a murder does to you, girl. You lose all track <laughs> of time. It's like I went to prison for 18 years and just got released. That's what flying does to me. Does it, it what?
0: That's what flying does to me. It makes Ooh, me lose uh-uh. I have no idea what day it is. Uh-huh. Um, anyways, I turned 30, and one of my best friends told me, like, at 30, you suddenly just become okay with cutting out the things that are no longer benefiting you, whether that's people or situations or places, whatever it is. He's like, you just in your thirties start to find this confidence in your life and, and this stability in, in your, your person, Mm -hmm. if you will. And I feel like Sam Smith is really doing that right now. And that's really speaking to me. No, but like in all seriousness, you can see in his music video and, and what, conversation this music music video has prompted from him where I'm just like I want to I want to find that too like I want to feel like I'm just so happy with who I'm becoming and who I'm going to be and um so that's my in season right now is just not I used to be so uptight about like controlling every situation Mm -hmm. and I'm like letting go of that control like Tomorrow I'm going to Fire Island, and I'm going to be You're in a mosquito all day, and I'm going to get sunburned, and I've been eating carbs all week, and I don't give a fuck.
1: Isn't that... that that's my favorite part about being in my 30s.
0: It's great, like...
1: I've got squishy body, and it's bef- fine.
0: Yeah, but, like, before I would be like, I can... Ju- I, I have to juice this whole week. Like, I yeah, can't eat I can't, solids. Yeah, I can't go
1: be on Gay Island and not be acting fat-
0: like, yeah. fantastic. And now I'm just uh-huh. like... But what turns me on in somebody is confidence. Yeah. When I can see that somebody's confident, I'm like, you... I think most people just naturally gravitate towards that. Yeah. And I want to start exuding that confidence.
1: Listen, I double tap on that. Yeah. I love that shit. Thank you. And I also, I, that's that's also why I love people like Lizzo. Mm. I'm obsessed. I'm like, I am obsessed. Yeah. And she she is that like female version. Yeah, she is. Like she will get up there in a G string and play a motherfucking flute.
0: A flute. With all,
1: your, her, all of her cellulite up. She better twerk. And I'm like... If this bitch has the nerve and the audacity uh-huh. to wear that shit, and she's like, "I'm fine, yeah. suck it," I'm yeah. like, my like size eight ass is like, "Wait, what? I can't." But like, no, like my legs are really white and there's like, I got a lot of cellulite. Fuck that
0: shit. Yeah, fuck it.
1: Own your life. Own your body. Love it. Hey.
0: Well, on that note, thank you.
1: Thank you. To the
0: incomparable Miss Bailey Carl. You guys,
1: he, that's not necessary.
0: For coming into my life. For oh. coming into this podcast. And thank you all you listeners. Brian and I love all the support every week. And a lot of you have started writing in. And it's actually really exciting to get messages.
1: Yeah. From uh,
0: people we know. But especially from people that we don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so thank you. Uh, please rate us. Subscribe us. Share us. Tag us when you're listening Type to us. it up,
1: bitch. Yes,
0: spread the word, spread the news, spread the cheers, snap. Spread the faggotry. That is a good snap.
1: Ah, Ooh. you had to one-up me. Well,
0: that's because my palms are drenched right now. Drenched! Um, just remember, you can always follow us on Instagram at fruitsnackspod, and you can always write into us uh, through email, which none of you ever do, and that's totally okay. Instagram works just fine. But if you want to email us, it's fruitsnackspod at gmail.com. Uh, Bailey, Brian, and I love dick pics. Slide into those DMs. (laughs) Send everything you have.
1: Shane likes the uncut ones.
0: I love a good turtleneck. It's always in season. And uh, on that, now it's time to say goodbye. (laughs) That was the dogs. (laughs)
1: No, that was my impression of Shane.
0: (laughs) Okay, and on that, we're signing off. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.